0: We're doing a special Halloween-themed episode of Streaming Audio, so we thought we'd dive into some Apache Kafka internals and this year's scariest Kafka issues with Anna McDonald, a technical account manager here at Confluent. From lock contention and purgatory to tombstones that live forever to zombie replicas, you are in for, I'm going to say it, folks, a spectacular episode of Streaming Audio, a podcast about Kafka, Confluent, and the cloud. Hello, and welcome back to this special Halloween-themed episode of Streaming Audio, Uh, recording this just a little bit before Halloween 2019, and I am very pleased to be joined in the virtual studio by a brand new co-worker of mine, Anna McDonald. Anna, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very, very much, and a happy Halloween to you.
0: Happy Halloween to you. Anna is a uh, presenter at Kafka Summit, active Kafka community member, and hey, tell us about your new job.
1: Yeah, it's this really cool company called Confluent. You might have heard of it. Uh, no, oh, I am check, check them out. Yeah, you really should. They're they're pretty awesome. I am uh, I, I'm absolutely thrilled um, to be joining Confluent, specifically the uh, the TAM team as a technical account manager. Uh, it's, it's, I've been, uh, I was a employed at SAS for 16 years, so it, it took quite a bit to, uh, for me to leave and I, I will miss, miss my friends dearly, but I am super excited about getting to work, um, on Kafka all the time.
0: Yes. I love it. I'm glad that you have, uh, joined us and, um, everybody, this was, uh, I want to be very clear. This was Anna's idea to do a Halloween themed episode. And I don't know if you follow Anna on Twitter. Uh, her Twitter link is in the bio. It's a thing I recommend. Um, the puns, I mean, I like to think I'm good, honestly. okay, I, I think that of myself. I think I'm pretty good at puns, right? Absolutely out of my class So uh, when it comes to Anna. So when it, if, if there are, I don't know, some puns today, I just want you to be ready. It's going to happen. Uh, nobody's going to apologize for it. It's going to be amazing. Um, and so, Annie, it's your idea to do this Halloween-themed episode and kind of talk about some scary things that happen in Kafka. I'm going to bring these up, and a lot of them have associated Jira's, all linked in the show notes. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to kind of ask you what they are, and I want you to tell us what the problem is, and then we'll talk about how to fix or at least mitigate the problem. Uh, like, is it you know a silver stake through the heart? Is it a silver bullet? Garlic, you know, whatever these things might be. Sound good?
1: That sounds awesome.
0: All right. Number one, the JIRA known affectionately as Kafka 6431 Lock Contention in Purgatory. Now, um, I. Can you tell us what purgatory is for?
1: I can, and and purgatory is fascinating. I'm, you know, I have these things where I go down uh, rabbit holes because I find pretty much everything interesting, with the exception of cooking. I do not find that interesting. I've tried for really? years. No, not at all. Okay. I, I just I'm not like
0: good at it. I I enjoy
1: the process of it. Really, um, I do. That's that's fascinating mm. to me. That's I do not mm. have that that penchant whatsoever. Okay, I would so. rather do a Sev one than a grilled cheese sandwich. Legitimately. Okay.
0: All right. Well, it's a good thing you're Tam. Um, so, what's 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 Kafka Purgatory?
1: Okay. So Purgatory is perhaps the best name that I've ever heard for something. Uh, it's it's the place where things go to wait. So in Kafka, and and this is why I love it. There's there's all these different things that are magic unless you know how they work. For example, uh, purgatory is used for when you, you set acts equal all on a produce request. When you say, I want to minimize any sort of data loss or the chance of data loss. So wait until not only the leader for this you know partition that I'm writing to has acknowledged it, but I want all the replicas there too. I want to make sure that I have that, that level of uh, safety. But the question is, okay, that's great. I love that that works. Like, how do you do that? How does that work? And right. and it works because of a thing called purgatory. Uh, purgatory is basically a holding center for delayed operations, and I called it delayed operations because that's the name of the class that implements uh, or that the, the uh, abstract class that implements purgatory. So, what it is is it's just kind of a, a, a place where. Hey, I'm not ready to go yet. I can't send back an acknowledgement to this producer until all the replicas are done. So I'm going to wait around in here. This operation is going to wait until I hear back from all the replicas. Then I can go. So that's what purgatory is. And it took me, uh, I enjoyed looking at this way too much Um, (laughs) because
0: more so than making a grilled cheese. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. High tons. I mean, there's just no comparison. Uh, and there's, there's lots of like little implementation details about Purgatory that are fascinating. And I'm not going to go over all of them because I think, you know, that's a whole different show and plus implementation details are usually not something that are openly documented either. Uh, but, but
0: you can come back on after this. Oh, so it's, save, save some for next time. But.
1: I would reserve judgment on that till we're done. I mean, I'm just going <laughs> to give you that. You may not want to say that yet.
0: I'm 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 hopeful.
1: I've behaved myself so far. Um but like for example, heartbeats during a rebalance. You know, you you pause that stuff. Uh during a rebalance, what about joining groups? Like all that stuff is delayed and it, it kind of is part of the magic that makes Kafka work. And a lot of them the delayed operations are implemented with purgatory. So that's the background on purgatory and, and without getting into the guts of it, it's a place that the delayed operations go
0: does it take the form of a queue
1: yeah actually uh, well okay see now you're you're tempting me and i am uh, I, I have zero absolutely zero restraint so it actually there's concurrent uh, there's a uh, concurrent hash map that has like um a key and then it points to a concurrent linked queue that has that list of operations that are waiting so these things are waiting on this and there are there are uh, per- different types of purgatory. So there's a topic purgatory. Um, there's a produce request purgatory. There's actually a brand new one. ACL uh, updates. If they're using async off, they are also using purgatory now as their uh, their delayed operation structure. And all of those things live in um, the the operations that are waiting on there live in a, uh, a concurrent linked queue. I, I believe. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Which I mean that. Would- that would make sense. It that's would a, indeed. That's a, that's a. That's a, that's a I, I don't feel like asking really um, on whether that's the deal. So that, okay, cool. So pur- purgatory is this set of or sort of map of queues where various kinds of operations go not to die, but to wait until we can determine, as it were, their eternal disposition.
1: Well, sometimes they die if they time out and then, you know, you get a, you get an error back.
0: And that sounds like that gets us into the actual problem which is lock contention well
1: yeah see that might
0: set up right uh the conditions where you might get back. and
1: not the outset i'm gonna say that i chose these based solely on title absolutely that's it so i'm hoping maybe if if you know i'm allowed back and we can do this next year people will title issues trying to get on the show because i think that genius that would be awesome um so for lack contention in purgatory, I think, and I'm going to I'm going to mess this up. I should have written this, up, but I think it was it was Uber uh, who introduced this, and I, I have it up. Uh, or it could have been Lyft. Which one was it?
0: This is 6431. The Yes,
1: it is. Okay. Um, and they Opening had been running this, and they had seen some. I, I believe it's part of their their work on exactly one semantics, where they had tried to, you know put in a whole host of performance improvements. And one of the things they were finding, and this makes perfect kind of sense, is there was a lot of lock contention in purgatory for topics that, for example, you got acts equal all, which would make sense for, you know, when you're doing something like exactly once. And every single produce is going to throw something in in purgatory. And what they were seeing is there was a lot of contention in the broker trying to get that lock. And so what they decided to, to, to put in is they, um, you know, Sharded purgatory into smaller partitions, which would allow them not to have to get a global lock on the entire purgatory and hence be able to not have that level of lock contention.
0: Okay, so, and by the way, everybody, there's a lot of things that we're going to have to talk about today that um, are internals. The JIRAs are linked. We're giving you the JIRA number. So some of this might be sort of an exercise for the student to dig into some details. I'm not going to ask Anna to explain absolutely everything she says, but know, some things. Is that a lock on, I mean, the, the data structure is a concurrent hash map and there are concurrent queues, so you don't need to take a lock. Uh, you don't externally manage a lock. So what, what lock, uh, what, what is the lock that is being contended
1: for? I think it's it's implemented with, used to be at least, until this is this fix went into like 2.2. Um, it was a reentrant read-write lock and it was global. So I think that managed... You know, it, for the best I can tell, and and again, this is it's an implementation detail. So so it's pretty much me reading the history and the code and the commits to figure this out, which right. which was super fun actually. I really enjoyed. It. Um, no kidding. Yeah, and so so what what was ending up you know happening is the entire purgatory was was having to be uh, was having to be shut down in order in or the, the lock. There was
0: contention contention for just the purgatory data structure. Correct. We've got a bunch of threads in a pool saying, uh, "Hey, we're all trying to produce to this same topic. That you know something is causing X equals all produces to fail, and so um, yeah, okay, right. well, That's a setup. For, that's a setup for lock contention right there.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. Um, and full disclosure, uh, again, like this is this. I had a great time learning about these things, but I did not pick them based on knowledge that I currently possessed in any way. I was not. Right. We don't. want to learn things. Exactly. So some of this I know, and I'm going to fully disclose when I'm like a sketch on something and and needs to be you know more 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 research done by me or you because it's, again 100
0: fair. Yeah. Hit or me up you, on Twitter you, and listeners, you should tweet at us. Uh, yes, and, including Anna. And if you have to set us straight, set us straight.
1: And maybe I'll make some crazy hypotheses. You could tell me that I'm wrong because people love that. They love that makes people feel like wait a minute that's not correct. I right. think will do that.
0: Yeah, no, totally. These are chosen because they have spooky names, and, and Purgatory is at least a little spooky, um, I think. I think it's, it's super
1: spooky, because I don't empty. like to wait. Like, who wants to wait? That's scary. I
0: was waiting uh, just a few hours ago. It was lunchtime, and I was waiting at a buffet line, and this is a confession about me. I hate doing that. And it's, I just, I'm so impatient. Right. So no, I don't like waiting either.
1: Yeah, it's like a nightmare. So this, to me, like I saw this one and I was like, ooh, that's scary.
0: Right, right. Okay. So that's Lock and cont- anything. Anything else to say about Lock and Tension and Purgatory? I, no,
1: I don't. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right, let's move on. Um, tombstones can survive forever. Now, uh, that's, this is uh, Kafka 8522 is the Jira. Um Tombstones in the spooky graveyard sense, of course, are relatively durable things if you, like me, are in the habit and you're visiting an older city of wanting to see the graveyards. I don't think I'm all that dark of a person, but I just love doing it. Usually, kind of when you get to like the 400 year mark, um, there's just an erosion in the gravestone. It can be really hard to read the writing. Uh, You know, you start to get into maybe it was a different language or the writing system was a little different, and that can be a struggle anyway. Um, So, you know, tombstones aren't. Really eternal things, but we're talking about Kafka tombstones. And so, to start with, what's a tombstone?
1: Right. So, a, a tombstone is a way to clean up a key uh, in in Kafka. But you know, if you, if you have a compacted topic, which compacted topic means that right? You know, you you have. I'll go topic. Is. I shall. So, a compacted <laughs> topic means that you want one per key you only you kind of like overwrite it so it's a way of kind of saying okay well if multiple people write you know produce values for this key i only want the latest one um and there's a, a mechanism you know that that goes through and cleans up those old previous key values you know values that were produced for that key and so that topic becomes compacted so at any given time um in the active segment there there's a you know that, that's where you're going to go, and you're going to look to find your latest key value, hopefully, for the most part. that's
0: And that, that process will look something like, let's go read all of the old segments and discard uh, things that aren't the most recent key.
1: Exactamundo.
0: And um, if you want a key to go away, you can, from the API perspective, it's it's possible to delete a key from a compacted topic, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yep. Um, and you do that by just... You produce a null value, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yep. So,
0: how does that get done?
1: So th- this is this was really interesting, and this is all Mitch's fault. Who is oh, another Tam? Because
0: so many things are
1: Mitch's fault. I know. Are Mitch
0: Henderson's fault? Yes. The, I don't even want to start with that. There's that's,
1: a long list. It's like yeah. it's. A, I mean, he's like you know very like i told him him and danny really are, are primarily the reason why i am working at confluent and,
0: and we only yeah. we run you know we shoot for like a 45 minute kind of run time so if we get into the things that are danny Trapagan's fault or mitch under no, no no no, danny that.
1: nothing's danny's fault you, yeah nothing's danny's no, danny's fault? Okay. Danny, danny also
0: previous guest right. on, on streaming audio danny is
1: my ride that. or die so it defaults to mitch right it's Yes, yeah.
0: Mitch's fault. Uh, we'll link Mitch in the in uh, the show notes. His Twitter handle. I agree also.
1: with that. So just so so back, back to tombstones. Um, so it it actually what we were talking about is we were talking about log compaction. We were talking about log cleaner threads. There's a, there's a problem with log cleaner threads where if they die and you don't know it, obviously that can be bad because nothing gets cleaned. Nothing gets cleaned up, and and things you know things start to fill up, and it's just it's not it's not fun. And so we were talking about the intricacies of log cleaning, yada yada yada. And I started to look into this, and then I stumbled upon this Jira, and that was where the whole idea for Halloween came. I was like, "This is the best title ever." Uh, Evelyn Bays opened this ticket. I, you know, sh- best title ever. Tombstones can survive forever. It just sounds spooky. So I was like, "This is fascinating." And at the end, it's really neat because this kind of covers this, this Jira. Almost all the, like, you have, in order to understand this problem, you have to understand pretty much almost everything about log compaction. So I think it's a really great way to dig into it and make sure that you, um, if you're interested, you know, make sure that you're well-versed in in kind of the, the edge cases, which as a TAM, you, you should be. So for yes, me personally, right, this is kind of an exercise in gearing up to, to do some super fun stuff. So, nice. um in this specific case, what you want to happen is in a compacted topic is you want to say, okay, I've produced, you know, a bunch of values for this key. I'm done with it now. You know, and let's use a, a concrete example. We'll take an address. I have this customer, and, and I produce, you know, lots of address updates when they change, blah, blah, blah. But all of a sudden, they're not a customer anymore, and I want to get rid of them, right?
0: Or they, or they, they GDPR themselves out of
1: existence. Great, yes, example, right, exactly, right? So so we need to get rid of that. So we send a tombstone it. Now, you can't just immediately get rid of the tombstone message because, and you have to be very careful with how you clean it up because there are a lot of, probably, hopefully, app, you know, consumers that have consumed information about this key. Those consumers, let's say one's offline, one's having maintenance, something's happening, you want to give them the opportunity to consume that tombstone so they can clean up local state stores, right? So there's a little bit of magic that happens in terms of cleaning up tombstones. And I think, I, you know, that, that hopefully makes sense.
0: Is it like a, a, a grace period um, after the tombstone is written that you, you want to keep propagating it for some period of time?
1: Right, right. Yes. So, so you can't, um, there's this concept of a delete horizon, and this is where it kind of, it gets a bit, like I said, if you want to understand log compaction, this is a great ticket. You know, read, read this ticket. Um, and, and it make what you're doing is you're saying, I want to wait unt- to clean up this tombstone um, until like the earliest time it could be cleaned up is the delete horizon. And that is actually not something that's concrete, which is what causes this problem. So it's supposed to represent the last mod time of the segment containing the first dirty offset. And that's an offset that isn't that hasn't been cleaned. So that's the first, you know, the first first one that, that might not be in the latest kind of compactedness. And Got it. so so and that, that's all well and good except for there's a thing that happens, right? So when segments are clean, they merge. So you could clean three segments and you would merge it into a to one. Right? That's the
0: whole point of being a compacted dog. It is. Other, other
1: right. It doesn't make sense to keep around half empty things, kind of like boxes of tissue. I personally merge tissue, like if I, because I hate that when there's like three in one box. So I'm always putting, you know, tissue in.
0: There's like a discontinuity. There's a point at which you pull out a tissue and the next tissue isn't
1: the same. But you're willing to. I'm willing to, I'm to go, go. Yeah. Out. That doesn't doesn't bother come
0: out me. automatically, if like, but you're willing to put up with am. that. To yeah, that doesn't okay. bother
1: me. But anywho, so okay. it's kind of like you're compacting things, right? And so the issue that you have there is added on to the delete horizon time. That that last mod time is the retention mm-hmm. time, and so they say, okay, we're gonna th- this tombstone can't be deleted until this much time after the delete horizon. Well, if you compact multiple segments, and it's the last one, that last one could have offsets that were written right before the tombstone, or sorry, after the tombstone. So what ends up happening is the date never hits. So you've got a newer offset than the tombstone. It gets the last the um, delete horizon from that uh, offset.
0: Okay. How can that happen when I've got? older segments if i've got older segments won't their values of the key always have older timestamps
1: than the tombstone no because because let's th- you got to think about it this way right that tombstone it has to wait anyway right and it it depends on how there's like some specific conditions right so so you have to have a small amount of throughput because if you don't then like you, you know you said you're going to be contis- you know cleaning these so so you have to have a small amount of throughput and what ends up happening if you have a min clean uh, dirty Ratio, which is something you use to make sure that you're not cleaning all the time because that can be very intensive. Mm -hmm. But some people set it very low. Then what ends up happening is when those two things meet, you end up having um, basically constant cleaning. Everything that comes in is going to get compacted very quickly. And so new, so segments like that have a a later offset than that tombstone, those are driving that delete horizon that time so so and that's kind of kind of a a, you know a a bad thing obviously
0: (laughs) because that means that that tombstone gets propagated to the next clean segment
1: right Um, and the jira says it best says what happens is all the data continuously gets cycled into the oldest segment which is not good because then it's newer and bam and that tombstone will just live forever
0: and we uh, we don't want that.
1: No, no. Okay.
0: Tombs there. That's uh, Kafka eight five two two. The Jira. tombstones tombstones can survive forever. And the the whole I think we talked about this enough at, at the beginning. But the whole idea of of a tombstone um, it just makes me think. You see this also in um, uh, log structured merge trees uh, like RocksDB and like Cassandra. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. thing where. You can't really, and so I guess fundamentally, when the thing that you're writing is an immutable data structure, which a log is after you've produced Mm -hmm. it, you can go back and change old things, the way you delete has to be by you write this special thing. when you dig into these systems, there are always these funky edge cases with tombstones and, uh, well, that take a while to get cleaned up.
1: It's, and this like is the coolest thing. one, because yeah. th- what ends up happening is, you know, if you look at this gear, it's great, because people are like, oh, well, we'll just do this, and it'll be great. And then I like to think of Jason Gustafson. It's Gustafson, right? Is that right? Yes. Score. Yes. Um, also. Uh, yes. He's awesome, obviously. I wish he could narrate everything in my life. He's, like, so rational. Um But he comes in like Vincent Price style at the end and he's like, I think there's a little more to this. And they end up actually in the KIP and it's not, you know, finalized yet. I don't know if it's been accepted, but in the KIP, they're actually going to rewrite the checkpoint file structure. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To cover transactions too, because there's, and that's, that's kind of what I like about this the best is because everyone's like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. And Chase this sounds like, I think there is a little bit more to this, dun-dun, which makes it even more Halloween-y. Like Slowly lightning crash.
0: Creaking wooden door the outside uh, of the crypt.
1: Totally.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Uh, so that was uh, Tombstone's Living Forever. Next, um, we have Undead Replicas. Okay. This is Kafka six eight eight zero. Zombie replicas must be fenced.
1: That, again, what an awesome name! This really, so it is right. It's so good. And this one is pretty straightforward. Um, adding um, the epoch stuff is is key, and and I think it's really been successful at handling a lot of these cases where. Um, where things go, where, where things go awry, and then they come back. And, and when they come back, they don't know things have changed. And that's kind of, I think, underlying this ticket is in. So walk
0: us yeah. walk us through that. You can assume everybody knows what a replica is. We're, we won't cover that. Okay. But what's that epic thing?
1: So, so that just means that like, there's a generational aspect um, to, a bunch of different operations, like uh, there's a generational aspect to uh, like uh, a partition leader. And in this case, that's important because let's say that, and and this is a great example, uh, broker one is the leader for this topic for partition zero. There was used to be nothing to distinguish broker one being the leader you know, the first time and then someone else being the leader and then broker one being the leader again, there was nothing to distinguish between those two times. And that's, okay. a, yeah, and that's a problem. No state, yeah.
0: no state in the replica that said I was and then I wasn't and then I was again. Right. There was. And a, why is that a problem?
1: Well, that's a problem. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the description in this is very good if you, if you go read it. And it, it because sometimes... Things think they're okay and they're not. And in this example, you have um, and the concept of a high watermark. A high watermark is the highest offset that's available to be consumed. It's the the highest committed, the last committed message, right? And right. Um, what ends up happening is is we know that this all happens in in you know in a fashion where you sometimes broker one will be you know broker one's the leader and um, and it's up to this offset, broker two is up to this offset, and broker three might be a little behind, right? And so, right. what, 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 uh, let me see if I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. And it's hard for me, like, I love pictures. And so, this is very, this is very fun, this no. podcast with the no pictures. Yes, yes, no, so, I mean, no yeah, pictures. Yeah, takes some getting used to. So, what ends up happening is the, and, and I'm just going to go through this scenario, broker one is the leader. And let's mm-hmm. say that broker one is super speedy and it's up to offset 50. Broker two, replica, so also super speedy, offset 50. But broker yeah. three is a little it's slow, right? right? It's a little slow. So it's behind at 40. So the high watermark's 40. And then broker two goes off the reservation for some reason. Okay. Something happens. It fails to reestablish a session. And while it's off the reservation, it misses a real, it misses a re election. So all of a sudden, it still thinks that broker one is the leader, but it's missed a re election. Now it's broker three.
0: Okay. So it um, was partitioned basically. It was, it was just off for having a long GC pause or
1: say it was. Right. Out Who of the knows? Ship. There's bugs and things that cause it, right? Right. Yep. Uh, um, and and so, so what ends up happening is. When it comes back in, it thinks leader, it thinks broker one's still the leader. So it's going to say, hey, I'm here. Hello. And broker one's like, I'm not the leader. I'm not the leader. And broker one and broker three are going to go ahead and continue to be like, da, 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 da. We're fine. So the issue then comes in. What if broker one is then again, reelected to be leader? When it's reelected to be leader, if there's data that's kind of built up since then, and remember broker Two, the one that went off the reservation was pretty speedy, right?
0: Thought that one was the leader all along,
1: uh huh. Yep. So, if broker one gets leadership back, and in the meantime, the offsets have climbed to be up to where broker two was before, because remember they were both at 50 and three was a little behind, you've Mm -hmm. got those 10 offsets, or you've got those offsets that broker two had. That never were committed, but it thinks now that they have been. As soon as broker one comes back online, it's like, "Oh, there's my leader." Oh,
0: and and he's a fifty, and everything's fine. And
1: we're so cool. And the problem is, it has no idea that there were two different. That there was even nothing. You know, it's not the same leadership because there was no there was no sense of an epoch. So So that this is a
0: legitimate split brain right uh, edge case
1: here. Right, exactly. Um, and so that's what, the, this, that's what this is handling. And I think, you know, the, the more, a lot of things are going, you know, this way more and more and more and more. And it's just building in better and better and better and better safety um, in terms of these edge cases. And I, I love, I just, I love this stuff. I find this fascinating.
0: It's so good. And so the fencing, can you tell us how that works? Like what, well, what, right.
1: So what will end up happening is it'll, it'll when it, when it goes to try and fetch, broker one will be like, you're the wrong epoch. So no, it's not going to happen, right?
0: Oh, and, and that epic is a counter of the number of times we have elected?
1: Yes. So so it's going to know, it, it's going to say, okay, well, I'm the leader, but I'm a different generation of leader. I may be the same broker, but I'm not the same generation that you have. And so it's going to know that that's garbage. Like you left, you know, you weren't here for all the troubles that we had. You, you're you not, it's not going to happen.
0: Right. And so it... it you're you're able to keep it, keep the zombies uh, outside.
1: Right, exactly. It knows that there's something wrong. It knows that that, that there's a mesh, there's a mismatch match, I should say.
0: Yes, and I assume there's some remediation process which we will leave for a future episode, maybe next Halloween. Yes. You, uh, you don't just want to. I mean, I guess you could just kill the zombie, but it'd be great if you had like some antidote. You could just bring it back to its normal self, his previous self.
1: It would uh, yeah, it would be if you truncated to like the high water mark that there was from that epoch and then just pulled in, right? I mean Yeah, we, yeah that would work.
0: That and would,
1: I think that would, might be yeah, what it is. I don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah. We we don't, we don't have to talk about that in the future. You just solved it. <laughs> okay. Until so Jason um,
1: Goodson's like, but wait. That's yeah.
0: <laughs> he jumps I in don't think Jira. so. <laughs> Telling us of the the uh Evil creatures yeah, he's, lurking.
1: He's the best, though. Like, I love, in, yeah. I love reading the his stuff. Bitter Watches of the Night. His stuff's so good. Yeah. Cool. He's it is.
0: He's, a, he's a, a very sharp guy. Okay, next scary issue. This is the Jira, Kafka 8233. It's a new test apology driver.
1: Yes, class. yeah. That's, don't read that title. See this one, I made an exception for because it's a it's a wrapper, so I figured I could call it a mummy.
0: See, that's the thing. It's 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 called it, it it's a wrapper class. We're not going to call it a wrapper class. We're, We're calling set, it a mummy. It's the mummy. It's the test topology wrapper because mummies um, are are
1: wrapped. Yeah, they are. Okay, so. Yes, oh. in in some kind of fabric with yeah,
0: mutually wrapped for freshness. So. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, if if you could just start with a little bit of uh, background on test topology driver, I think we've talked about it on the show before, but it's been a while, and it's so important. Yes. and then tell us what's what this JIRA brings. To
1: this. Well, and now we're kind of in my wheelhouse, so I'm learning. You know, a lot of kind of, but Kafka Streams is kind of my sauce. Like that's you know what I spend a lot of my time doing. And so the test topology driver is a way to set up your topology, which to define topology. It's the sync sources um, and nodes that go through a Kafka Streams application. Uh, Also on Twitter, and and I should have wrote this down, there's somebody who did this. It's really cool. It's a way for you, you go in and you paste the topology that you can get printed out of a Kafka Streams application, and it makes like a super cool graph. I did link it on Twitter, so there's a tweet out there on it. Um, Maybe I can tell you, Tim, after we could, could we add it in the so, yeah, we can get it in the show notes. Because so, I think yeah. it's great. I really think it's great. And so to, understanding topology is very important. It's it's what the flow is of your Kafka Streams application. And obviously and that's...
0: It's good to visualize that too, because when you're in Kafka Streams development mode, you're lost in the API and in the code, and you're trying to get stuff to work and doing this, that, and the other thing. And it's not like you have that many knives you can cut yourself with, but you gets code. You know, you can. And oh, so seeing a picture of it...
1: I'm thinking yeah. Edward Scissorhands. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying... You know, it's a, there's a little flailing there, like woo.
0: And then you look at a picture, you're like, "Oh, I'm actually really bad at
1: this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, right. You're like, "What so, have yes. I done?" It's Frankenstein. What have I created? Kafka screams. But sorry, hashtag pun. But it, but part of that here's the thing though. Part of the reason why I think people do flail so much is because it's really it's it's really hard to test in a way that's straightforward. Um, that with the, the current with the current topology test driver, you need to to it's it's not even you need to understand because I think you could have like a really full understanding and still think this is just a friggin pain in the butt. Um, right. And and part of the you know the problem is in order to kind of set this up, you <laughs> you have to create these consumer records. Uh, class, you have to create consumer records, you have to pipe those into a topic, then you have to retrieve producer records, the SerDe um, stuff, like like your serializers and deserializers, those can be a pain to figure out Like how to specify. Like it, It's just, it's a lot to set up. And if you imagine you have a Kafka Streams um, application that has a very complicated topology, those input topics, I mean, it, it can really mm-hmm. be a burden.
0: It's not like there's one and you do some stuff with it, and there's one output topic. It's it's, right. it's an, an interesting graph.
1: Yes, it's rarely that, rarely. Right. Um, and so this one is kind of very uh, very near and dear to my heart. I was talking to um, Tejas about this actually be- right before this was um, written because uh, for my Kafka Summit presentation, I did a demo, and in the demo I used like a lightweight refactored fluent wrapper for the testing. Because it was, I just didn't want people who were new with it to have to take that on as well. So, you know, there this opens doors to me for people to build better, more resilient, more interesting topologies. Because now you can kind of play around with it; it's more friendly. Um,
0: so the the but the essence of of the Jira eighty two thirty three is that there's a new wrapper class or mummy we're saying yes for test topology driver, and um, it's just. Like sum up, sum up what's better about it. It's a better sure. API, but is it better?
1: So, so in this API, you can just specify a topic, and you just say, boom, I'm going with this. I'm putting stuff in this topic. You don't have to say I'm going to go and I'm going to create a consumer record. Let me give this consumer record a. Fo-. You don't have to do that. You just specify that it's more straightforward. Um,
0: it, that's all. That is all boilerplate. I mean, you're it doing is. that all the time, but you know, computer. That, that I guess is one of those things where you step back and you say, it's too bad we're not using computers for
1: this. I know what. How unfortunate.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> and I and it, and I think um, you know. The, I think this class, like this, is a great start. I think we need to extend this further, um, especially because I'm kind of a huge fan of, and, and full disclosure, I did not have to struggle with this. Uh, there's a very talented developer named Sot who did this for us. And uh, I remember that and I felt super guilty because um, <laughs> it wasn't fun. And so I think about, I have a list still of the troubles that, that he had. And I think there's more room to improve on this. And this is like a case where if you're somebody and you want to start contributing, um, especially if you're someone who likes fluent style programming, like that's kind mm-hmm. of selfish of I me mean, because I do, but oh well, whatever. I mean, um, the streams, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Totes. Um, right. Then I would, you know, building on this and, and, and kind of fleshing out more of a fluent um, rapper rappers and, and stuff like would be great. I would love that. Um, nice. To, you know, maybe I'll do it. Who knows? Maybe I have enough time.
0: We'll maybe you will. And that's, and that's, I think a good reminder, because this kind of improvement, you know, when you see this kind of improvement and, when you've used the previous thing a lot and you're like painfully aware of its shortcomings and like, oh, it seems so obvious. Of course, now this is here. I mean, it never does the first time through, right? The first time through, you're like, hey, we have a test class and that's great news. And like you make the best one you can and then you realize, oh, this needs to get better and, and you get to make it better every
1: generation. Yeah, it's, I mean, like liter- when you were saying that, all I could say is, hey, look, there's a way to test it. That's awesome, <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> right? <laughs> like score one. Move right. on.
0: It's, it's, docker compose up is not a part of running my unit test. yeah That's hey
1: a, check it right win. and yes. i'm not i'm not hating on that you know i just think especially now and again full disclosure i'm like the huge kafka streams fan up the wazoo um but it's i think there's just so much room to do so many cool things and the more we can let people play with topology and you know find those edge cases for themselves and say what if i change this order well what if this does this first well what if i do you know i think it's going to be we'll move faster and faster i think it's going to be great i'm very excited about it
0: nice nice it's good to see it happen okay next one
1: okay this yeah go for it
0: Kafka connect dead letter q yeah, now, and, that's, go ahead
1: i was just gonna say this one is is all mitch this was his suggestion. So this is Mitch. This okay. one, yes, yep. All right, this is Mitch's it's contribution.
0: Uh, the Jira is Kafka six seven three eight. This is Mitch's contribution to the list. So, if it doesn't seem like it's as good as the other ones, uh, Hasht- that's why, right? Hashtag blame Mitch. That's right, because it's because Mitch contributed it, but it's pretty good still. And like, I guess mm-hmm. if you're used to you know old school messaging or anything like that, that letter Q doesn't seem scary. But you need to think about it. That's actually really spooky. You're talking about these things are dead and you're keeping them around and that's morbid but anyway anna tell us about the connect
1: well you know and i looked at this and i I actually think that it's pretty cool and and the reason i think this is pretty cool is because to me it's 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 kind of okay you call it a dead letter but it's almost automated error reporting for these bulk transfers that you would do via connect so apparently what used to happen with connect and again full disclosure outside my wheelhouse but If something, like, failed on, you know, there was, like, a serialization error, it just blew up, which is bad, obviously. That's not ideal. You don't want your whole thing to fall over, which will also, you know, happen in Kafka Streams. And um, Loic did that great presentation at Kafka Summit about poison pills. I think that was excellent if you want to know how to handle, you know, those kind of, of errors. He did a fantastic job at that.
0: We will put a link to that episode up.
1: Yeah. So, um, and this is a way to automate that. And in the beginning, I was like, yeah, it's a dead letter queue. I dislike all other messaging systems. Yada. And then I looked, and I'm like, oh, went, huh? because the coolest thing about this is there are headers that you can add to the message that, you know, broke everything that give you more information about what went wrong. And that is cool. Um, so. it's just connect.
0: Connect is in Yeah. Yeah. When- it dies, it adds headers.
1: Right. like,
0: what kinds of things?
1: And how cool is that? I, that it's is-
0: cool. You get like a stack trace or what? You what? get
1: like, okay, so so you get um, the topic that contained the message, the numeric ID of the partition, the offset, uh, the class name that caused the error, um, the fully qualified class name, the message in the exception, and the stack trace, yep.
0: And Mitch's phone number and email.
1: Indeed, right, yep, yep, direct line.
0: Excellent, that's the best Jira yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, very cool. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, so very cool. Yeah, I mean that was a win for Mitch. I like that one.
0: It is, it is. He needs one. Um, last one. This is uh, this is a good Halloween costume. If you want a Kafka themed Halloween costume, you could dress as the Executioner API. And for more details on this, you'd read uh, the Jira Kafka fifty nine twenty five. And tell us about the Executioner API.
1: Okay, so this one, <laughs> this one, uh, you know, also was recommended by Mitch, and I have to concur that this is kind of scary to me. Um, you know, and 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 I, this is why I call it the executioner because what it's trying to do is is the, give you the ability to delete messages from a specified offset inside of a partition. Um,
0: Ooh, right. So, talk to me about that. That so, sounds like, it, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't. I'm. Like, this, this is a scary one, because it scares me that people would do this, kind of. That's
0: the th- I mean, this is like what I always tell people about the immu- immutability of logs. If you're editing, yeah, making a change to an application log file that's not appending a line to the end, you're probably a criminal. Uh-huh, right? I right? agree. Yeah. I
1: concur with right, that opinion.
0: Up. So this is for crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's establish that. All right, so good. Indeed. Uh, Tell us more. Uh,
1: so, I think part of it is that you used to be able to do this, as far as I can tell. Um, and so, so there, this is this is kind of a way to put that back in without relying on time based or size based log retention policies. I'm like ah, you know, mm-hmm. because wh- why does it bother you that it's there? You know, tombstone the individual record if it's like something for it. So I'm, I need to read but that's for, that
0: would be for a compactive topic. Yeah we don't need log compaction on for this to work.
1: No, right, that's true, that's true, yeah, there, there you go. That's true, that's true. Um,
0: okay. Potential, um, is, is is GDPR in view here? Is that discussed in the JIRA?
1: It doesn't really say, it's, it doesn't really say so. And the thing that gets me about this is it's, uh, it says deleting messages starting from a specified offset. So the, the GDPR thing would, to me, be more of a targeted thing where I want to delete this, this is like I just want to start here and just execute, just you know, decimate. Gotcha. And just take off. And You'd I don't know dark. why. Yeah, I'd be interested if anybody is, you know, I'd be interested to know more about the use case for this.
0: The, the use case that gave rise to this. And that's Indeed,
1: not the backstory. I think we could call it a backstory. Let's. We could,
0: know. because you know he's an executioner and
1: right, like the Punisher,
0: aloof and there. He's got a great backstory. He's right, definitely like, an executioner.
1: What happened sure. to your topic that would make you want to do this?
0: Yeah. And you, you learn the story. You're like, oh, okay. You know, I bet if that was me and I had those skills, I'd want to do that too. Yep. Uh, and like, you, know, you wouldn't, but you at least you can see where it comes from. And so we um, are interested in that story. So if you're a person who has background on the use case to this juror, we'd also love to hear from you. And the appropriate Twitter handles uh, for Anna and for Consulant are in the show notes. So please... Uh, talk to us. Anna, this is such a great idea. i just not
1: I, I, I can't get over it. The way I feel about it is after this, there's nowhere to go but up. You know, as we gain more, <laughs> as I gain more knowledge. This was really no. fun, though. This was so it fun. And
0: I actually have learned a, a number of things. Uh, didn't quite understand zombie replicas. Um, didn't know what purgatory was. Straight up, everybody. Didn't know what purgatory was before we started this. These are the things I always say. When I ask questions, sometimes I'm asking questions to clarify for listeners. Sometimes I'm asking because I don't know, and I learned uh, several things here. So I really, really appreciate it, and I am so glad that uh, I have you as a coworker now and look forward to the next time you can be on the show. Sweet. My guest today has been Anna McDonald. Anna, thanks for being a part of Streaming Audio.
1: Thank you very much.
0: And there you have it. Before I go, I want to tell you that we have a pretty cool new offer to help you get started with Confluent Cloud without you having to pay for anything. If you're a new user and you go through the regular signup process and start using Confluent Cloud, your first $50 of usage per month are free. This will last for the first three months after you sign up. So that's $50 per month of serverless Kafka for three months at no cost to you. So go to the sign up link in the show notes, I don't wanna read you the URL, and sign up now. I think the only thing I could really do more is write your code for you. And I think we can both agree that's too much to ask. So check it out and hey, let us know how you like it. Anyway, as always, I hope this podcast was helpful to you. If you wanna discuss it or ask a question, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Confluent Inc. or reach out to me at TL Berglund. That's T-L-B-E-R-G-L-U-N-D or you can hit us up in community Slack. There's a sign-up link for that in the show notes as well. And while you're at it, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and to this podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. And if you subscribe through iTunes, be sure to leave us a review there. That helps other people discover the podcast, which is a good thing. Thanks a lot for your support and we'll see you next time.